Retiring from a federal job doesn't have to mean your commitment to the mission has to end. Case in point is our next guest. She spent nearly 30 years in civilian service with the Army, dealing with the physical and mental health of soldiers and their families. She's now a president and CEO of the Military Child Education Coalition. Dr. Rebecca Porter joined Federal News Network's Tom Temin. MSEC is an organization that's been around for about 21 years, and what we do is advocate for the needs of military children, specifically around the issues of education and adjustment to things like transitions and family separations. It sounds like there are special requirements for people in in service who move around a lot that are distinct from those in the private sector or even in the civilian parts of the military. That's true. Uh, We realized more than 20 years ago that when military children move with their families who are serving, oftentimes their education gets interrupted, their high school credits don't transfer from one school to another, or they simply just miss out on some of the things that folks who are living in the same community for years and years just take for granted. And so what are some of the specific techniques or strategies you use to restore those kinds of benefits? We have worked uh, over the years with school systems to, especially those that have a a higher concentration of military-connected children, to facilitate high school credit transfer, to develop relationships among the, the school systems so that credit for something like state history transfers from, uh, let's say, Washington State to Texas, so that if a family moves from te- Washington to Texas, those students still get credit for having taken a state history, even though they didn't take Texas state history. It's almost parallel to the issue the military deals with when people that have state-issued professional licenses or trade licenses that also don't transfer to the new state. Exactly. It's, it's an issue that a lot of folks who have not served in the military really don't have any visibility on, whether it's spouse employment, licensure issues, or in the case of military children, it can be something like just having an opportunity to try out for the football team or the cheerleading squad. Sure. So continuing with that example of someone that, say, moves from, you know, wherever, New Hampshire to Texas, or do you deal with it on the case-by-case basis of the individual, or do you deal with the generalized issue? Will these high schools take credits from those high schools so that everyone that follows will be automatically covered in some way? Well, that's a, that's a very interesting question because really education is something that happens at the local level. And so oftentimes we'll work with um, school systems and connect school systems. We um, worked years ago to ha- and had a memorandum of agreement among several different school systems. Um, what we see often is that schools might belong to this, uh, to a compact or a memorandum of agreement, um, but maybe you move into the school that doesn't, that isn't part of that agreement. Um, so what we'll do in those cases, if the family has uh, some questions or approaches us with specific questions, then we can work with them on a case-by-case basis. And they can do that for example, on our website, it's militarychild.org, and there's a, um, a button called uh, Ask Aunt Peggy, and we take individual questions through the Ask Aunt Peggy line as well. The other thing that we do is work at the federal level to see uh, how we can meet children's needs from a federal perspective and working with the legislature. The thing is, though, that most education is 
um, is local. And so there's not a lot that you can do from a federal level other than introducing things like the military student identifier, which uh, when when schools, it's part of the Every Student Succeeds Act. And when when families participate in that and identify their child as a military connected child, then it makes us easy. It makes it easier for us to see where military children may be in a school system uh, so that we can focus our efforts that way. We're speaking with Dr. Rebecca Porter. She's the new president and CEO of the Military Child Education Coalition. But are there certain city pairs? I'm not using the right word but people might regularly transfer, say, from the Picatinny Arsenal to the Tank and Automotive Command from New Jersey to Michigan. Are there certain city pairs like that that occur regularly? What we find uh, more so than city pairs is concentrations of military-connected children where we can focus our efforts. For example, uh, in Hawaii, we have Army, Navy, uh, and Air Force there. And then also in San Diego, we have a high concentration of military uh, Texas, generally speaking, and um, the Tidewater region in uh, Virginia. So those are some of the areas where we see a higher concentration of military-connected children. But what we want to do is, um, beyond that, is work to the advantage of uh, National Guard and Reserve military-connected children, who are the ones that can really kind of be under the radar and go unnoticed. And how is the whole MSEC funded? We are funded through uh, several different means. Uh, we have philanthropic donors, both corporate and uh, and individual. We also seek out grant funding for specific uh, issues that are of interest to different foundations. For example, um, issues around uh, caregiving and military children and how does having a wounded uh, family member or a soldier member in the family um, impact the child's education and impact the child emotionally. And then we'll, for example, get a grant to, to look at that and then funding helps in that way. And while we have you, we should talk a little bit about you. You worked at West Point. You also ran pieces of TRICARE, and you also have a clinical psychology background, and uh, you've got a pretty broad medical kind of view of military families and military members. Thanks, Tom. I did for a couple of years, though, work at West Point and ran the Cadet Counseling Center there. Um, there's, it's a counseling center that's been in existence for over 30 years for the benefit of the uh, cadets who are there at West Point. Additionally, while I, while I was um, in my time as a, a psychologist in the Army, I was the director of psychological health uh, for the Army from 2010 to 2013. And in that uh, job, was really working uh, with the senior leadership of the Army on addressing suicide and suicide prevention, as well as uh, post-traumatic stress in, in returning soldiers. And now that you're working with military children, in some ways it brings it all full circle because some of the issues that affect service members, like suicide among the worst, certainly affect families. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that has kept me involved as a volunteer with this organization since 2001. Uh, I've served on their science advisory board since its inception, and it, we work to help translate what happens in the military um, through the most current research into how can we impact our, our military children in the most positive way. So um, whether it's the perspective of a developmental pediatrician or a psychologist such as myself, um, we, we look at the most current 
research and say, okay, what do we need to be doing and what can we do for our military-connected children? And any sense of how many children are affected by these issues every year? I mean, there's a lot of military children. Is it possible to even make an estimate? Well, I don't think we can estimate um, how many are negatively impacted. I think uh, every child is affected by being in a military family. Uh, It's a matter of um, what issues come to light. They are also uh, greatly uh, benefited by some of the things that their families go through as as a part of being connected to the military. Um, For example, having a um, great many experiences in different cultures, living around the world and around the United States, um, and just really learning what it's like to try to fit into a new environment, I think gives many military children um, the perspective that that results in a a grace and, um, and poise in when they grow up to be adults that that we see quite often. That's Dr. Rebecca Porter, the new president and CEO of the Military Child Education Coalition. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive and subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One to hear all our interviews. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, Always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.